0: We will continue with our series Set Foot on the Road Never Traveled Today we will be reading Joshua chapter 20 And the title of this message is Spirituality's Peace Hotel The The tribe of Levi did not have any inheritance in the land of Canaan Even a piece of land was not given to them by God And God was their inheritance But God designated 48 cities in the land of Canaan to the tribe of Levi And six of those were cities of refuge Cities of Refuge are places where people who unintentionally kill others go. And if you stay in the city of refuge, Then you will have peace. The moment that you depart from this place, then you will have You will have to take care of yourself. In 1995, in Hong Kong, there was this famous movie, and the title was Peace Hotel. And the lead actor for this was Chao Yun-Fat. He was a killer in that movie. And he killed a lot of people. In the end he repented. And so he built the peace hotel. And no, uh, no matter which person, whether that be a killer, the moment that you enter into that peace hotel, the killer will preserve you or protect you. And if you depart from this place, then you will have to take responsibility of yourself. And the concept of this is very much related to the concept of the city of refuge in the Bible. And I feel like the writer was... uh, was someone who grew up in a Christian school. So he was know knowledge about the Bible. And so he had this kind of knowledge about the Bible. <laughs> Joshua chapter 20. And today we will be looking at Joshua chapter 20. <laughs> and the city of refuge can be called a spirituality's peace hotel. <laughs> <laughs> today, <laughs> I would like to explain to you these nine verses. <laughs> and next. I will will relate to you What uh, the relationship is Between the city of refuge To the Christians of today And how is it that we will be Applying this truth in our lives And so first Let us first interpret the scripture What these nine verses are talking about First three verses The city of refuge is for a person who unintentionally killed someone If you look at these three verses Then the Lord said to Joshua Tell the Israelites designate the cities of refuge As I instructed you through Moses So that anyone who kills a person accidentally and unintentionally May flee there and find protection from the avenger of blood Refuge in the original text means accept And so the city of refuge is a place where people are accepted It's called refuge And accepting what kind of people? Accepting these people who have unintentionally killed other people Imagine In our time today After you kill someone Then the judge should prove one thing Did you intentionally kill someone or unintentionally kill someone? Imagine In 3,500 years ago The Bible already wrote about this truth people really killed another person but it was not intentional although there was this sin but he does not need to die 3,500 years ago the Bible already told us about this truth and naturally, we ought to understand what is intentional killing and what is unintentional killing. In Numbers 35, it explains it thoroughly. Number, the book of Numbers. Book of Numbers. There are characteristics of intentional killing. These are people who use a weapon to kill. It can be iron, 个人是脚头, stone, 个人是茶, or wood. You can see this guy with weapons, which is called murder. If you kill someone using a weapon, then this is called murder And if you have hatred inside You you are very angry at this person And so you have this intention or motive motive. After you kill a person Then that is called murder And if you are planning Then that is also called murder and what is an intentional killing? It is the contrary. I do not have any hatred towards this person. I do not know this person. And he is just he is my friend. And I do not have any hatred towards this person. And I did not have a plan to kill this person. And I did not, not have any intention to kill. And this is what we call an intentional killing. And God fears that we do not understand. That is why in Numbers, uh, in Deuteronomy, it gives us an example. If a man may go into the forest with his neighbor to cut wood And these two people are working together Suddenly The axe The moment that he swings the axe, he kills his neighbor but i do not have hatred towards my neighbor i, have no intention. I do not have any intention. I have no intention and i did not intentionally kill him ah, this and this is what we call unintentional of so, refuge and so this person can run to the city of refuge because in the bible he does not necessarily have to die so to die. and so the place is uh, prepared for them and this is what we call the city of refuge in, the, uh, in chapter 20 verses 4 to 6 the first part of verse 6 it talks about the public and fair trial that the person who unintentionally killed someone goes, uh, goes for if we look at verse 4 when they flee to one of these cities they are to stand at the entrance of the city gate and state their case before the elders of that city. Then the elders are to admit the fugitive into their city and provide a place to live among them. If the avenger of blood comes in pursuit, the elders must not surrender the fugitive because the fugitive killed their neighbor unintentionally and without malice aforethought. They are to stay in that city until they have stood trial before the assembly. In these three Bible verses It allows us to understand that this person ought to face two kinds of trials First It is before entering the city of refuge In the city gate The elders will have to assess this person in the, times, the the gate In the olden times, the entrance to the city gate is a place of judgment. The person will have to state his case to the elders of that city. After hearing the statement The elders feel that this person really unintentionally killed another person Then he is allowed to enter And that is the first trial There is a second trial The moment that this person enters the city The avenger of blood comes in pursuit And the elders will have to convene the people again. The person person who killed. And the avenger of blood. And they will have a confrontation. Sometimes when we make statements, sometimes these are fake. So and so these two people confront with each other. And the purpose is to determine whether this person has intentionally or unintentionally killed their neighbor. And these two trials will prove one thing that our God is a righteous God. And the law of the Jews. Tooth. tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye. And this is not being cruel, but rather this is righteousness. And what is the main point in this? The repayment should not be too light or too uh, heavy. Imagine. If you punch the person's face and then the eye is hard and you pay him 100 pesos that is too light But if you cut his head off that will be too heavy So if you repay a tooth with a tooth and an eye with an eye then that is just fair in our time today we value human rights but uh, they do not pay attention to this one thing they give too much value to the privilege and welfare of the prisoners or the criminals of course we do not go against this but seem to be they have forgotten about the sufferings and the pain of the pers- of the victim and their families. And may the Lord help us. The murderer should face a penalty And the Bible agrees or approves of death penalty If you ask me, I also approve of death penalty But we have to be very clear about this Is it really intentional killing or is it intentional killing? And this is very much related to the judicial system in our country we do not want to see this thing that the person who ought to die dies and the person who does not ought to die then this is an unfair world and the third thing the second part of uh, chapter 20 verse 6 said, do, the person who unintentionally killed someone can only leave when the high priest dies said, if you look at verse 6 said, do, until the death of the high priest who was serving at that time so and city of refuge and so if the high priest does not die then this person will forever stay in the city of refuge what is And what is the reason for this? The Bible does not uh, explain it in detail. But there is a great possibility that this is amnesty. It is amnesty. When Queen Elizabeth passed away at the age of 96 uh, last year, When he passed away, the British government declared amnesty. There were some leaders who have already passed away and they were forgiven. They were granted pardon and the high, the high priest is the highest in terms of the religious leaders and so after he passes away amnesty is declared it is possible <laughs> but imagine if the high priest is very young 40, people, 40 years old. You wait for this person to die, then it will be a long time. And so there's only one way. You have to pray to God. So that this high priest will die soon. And there's a saying in the Jewish uh in the Jewish culture. The mother of the high priest would oftentimes prepare food for the people so that the people will not pray for the death of his son. And of course, this is what they are saying. But there is an important truth in that that freedom is very much related to death. The wages of sin is death if we do not pay this wage then we will not depart from death and so only death can resolve the problem of sin and only by death will we have true freedom but who died the high priest died for them and after the death of the high priest the person who unintentionally murdered someone is now free in verses 7 to 8 cities of refuge located throughout the land of Canaan if you look at verses 7 to 8 so they set apart Kadesh and Galilee and the hill of in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. East of the Jordan, on the other side from Jericho, they designated Bezer, in the wilderness on the plateau in the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead in the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan in the tribe of Manasseh. If you look at this picture, there are six cities of refuge River rest and east on the east and west sides of the Jordan River. And in the, the- wherever the person is he will be able to run to a city of refuge and the road towards the city of refuge should be repaired regularly and the purpose is for the people to be able to reach the city of refuge very quickly lest they get killed by the avenger of blood and so the promised land has six cities of refuge. If you look at verse 9, the city of refuge is for anyone. Verse 9, any of the Israelites or any foreigner residing among them who killed someone accidentally could flee to these designated cities and not be killed by the avenger of blood prior to standing trial before the assembly. The cities of refuge are not only for the Israelites But the cities of refuge are also for the foreigners residing among them And so in the cities of refuge It does not differentiate between the Jews and the foreigners No matter what kind of person you are You are allowed to enter Because all people have been created in the image of God whether we are Jews or foreigners In the eyes of God, we are all precious and we have the life of God and So everyone Are able to enter well, into the city of refuge And I ask you then what, uh, what is the relationship between this message and our time today? We do not have cities of refuge anymore and the Bible has been written very long time ago and what is the relationship of this to us so let us look at the application of truth there are three applications first please remember that Christ is our city of refuge in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. The book book of Hebrews tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ, as our high priest, because of the Lord Jesus' death, we are now able to come back to the house of of God because the lord jesus died on the cross and we are now accepted by the lord uh, by god and now we can enjoy real peace and freedom and so in psalm 46 verse 1 god is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble Christ is our ever-present help and I really love this Bible verse He is our refuge He is our ever-present help in trouble and in this world nobody will always be beside you to help you out yes when you encounter problems naturally we will look for people who will help us but there is nothing wrong with this but the problem is not everyone will be there 24-7 and if you are unable to find someone to help you out who is our help please remember that God is our ever-present help and I believe that all of us have experienced this kind of help suddenly there is a help that comes and this is the leading of God in the 40 years of being a Christian I have also experienced the ever-present help of God when I need His help. In an unexpected circumstance, the help comes. I would like to share a deep impression. Around 15 years or more, I have a problem of gallstone, and I did not want to go and have a surgery because uh, we were nearing the summer camp so, and so i told the doctor can we wait for the summer camp to be over before i go for a surgery and the, uh, the doctor did not talk he go, okay and the do- doctor said yes okay but unexpectedly one week before one week before the summer camp one evening there was so much pain that I cannot tolerate. And I was sent to the emergency room. The doctor said that it turns out that's what. It was already infected. It was not yet that big. But it was already like a fist. And the doctor said that if you do not undergo a surgery, it will burst. And I did not have any way but to go through an operation because this was already infected. And after I went out, of the operation room operating room then there was a tube in my nose and, and another tube was on my stomach when I was pushed out of the operating room <laughs> there were two tubes on my body it was very painful I did not want to talk to people No wonder there are people who do not want visitors. And when I was in the hospital bed, suddenly there was a nurse who came. She asked me, have you already urinated? I said, not yet. And then she went out. After a few more hours, she came back, asked me the same question. Have you urinated already? I said, not yet. And then she looked at me. She said, If you still do not urinate, I will insert another tube. There are two two tubes already in my body and she will insert one more tube and I did not like it. I said, wait, wait. And then she left. After an hour, she came back the same question and asked the same question but then she added a statement saying that the doctor said if you do not urinate then there is no other way but we will have to insert another chew. and then she left and so I prayed to the Lord I do not know what to do so I just prayed I prayed to God I did not know how to pray I did not know what to pray for and then suddenly I remembered Peter when he was about to drown in the sea he prayed one, one word Lord save me Help me, help me, help me. Help me. So I prayed and then I prayed that prayer. So the you the doctor uh, gave me one basin. So I, you, this and so I used this basin. And then I went to the comfort room. I prepared Lord help me, help me. I did not know what to pray for. I this way. And the Lord really heard my prayer. Suddenly, urine came out. You imagine, and imagine, this basin, mwah, mwah, mwah. the basin was so full. <laughs> and, the, and then now I started to understand why the doctor was in a hurry. <laughs> and he was afraid that it will lead to uremia. God is our ever present help in unexpected circumstances. God's help will come and so may the Lord help us may you remember that Christ is our city of refuge and he is our ever-present help it is not the people surrounding you it is a God who does not depart from you for 24 hours second I'd like you to understand that the church is a city of refuge for all Acts chapter 4 verse 12 Salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved The city of refuge is a place of shelter for those who have unintentionally killed other people and the church is also a place of refuge for the people who have sinned. Because salvation is found in no one else. And God has called these kinds of people to enter into this place so that we can worship together and we can serve God together. And the church's doors are always open. If, uh, if only you would want to come in. And no matter what kind of sinner you are allowed to enter, I would like to ask you what kind of people are inside the city of refuge first these are the Levites because the cities of refuge are owned by the Levites the Levites are people who serve the Lord and it uh, represents the Christians of today the second type of people the unintentional killers and these are the sinners although they have not intentionally killed other people but they have still killed someone and so church this is a place where sinners will find refuge and this is the place of refuge for the sinners in the second world war when Japan invaded China There was a Nanjing Massacre During that time, the Japanese killed 300,000 Chinese people If you look at this picture This is the Nanjing Massacre Memorial Hall and unexpectedly the, uh, outside the entrance they erected a big cross how come How come? China is a communist country there is no God in that place but why is it that they were able to erect a big cross in the Nanjing Massacre Memorial Hall entrance what happened when the Japanese people killed a lot of Chinese people in Nanjing there was a big assembly hall there were 24, 24, uh, 24 Christians in this place And they opened the gates of the church And they saved a lot of Chinese people And there were around uh, 200,000 Chinese people There were 25,000 people who were in that place because at that time, Japan was still uh, waging war with other countries so, and so they did not enter into this place And so during that time, the church really became a city of refuge for I the And this was something from a long time ago But I would like to share with you something more recent in Holland, In Holland, there is a church, which is called the Bethel Church, and this church, for 96 days, 2337 hours, they have not stopped meeting together. The lights in the temple, uh, the lights and the assembly hall were not put out. Imagine, uh, Imagine 96 uh, for 96 consecutive days. 2337 hours, they have not shut out their lamps. There were prayer meetings, there were worship meetings, there were testimony meetings, there were evangelism meetings, and they have not stopped assembling together in these 96 days in Holland and the countries beside Holland There were 550 pastors who went to that place to preach. What happened? And what happened? What is this church doing? Because they wanted to save a family and this family were made up of Armenian refugees these people have already lived in Holland for nine years but they were not people of Holland of Holland wanted to drive these people back to Armenia if these people go back home then they will be killed but according to the laws of holland whenever there are meetings church meetings the policemen will not be able to enter the assembly hall to seize people the people from the government cannot step into the assembly hall and so this church thought of a plan they had meetings continuously and unexpectedly when this news was spread there were people who responded positively and they attended the church meetings and the pastors came and said that I will preach So so after 96 days, 2,337 hours, the result was the Holland government decided to change their immigration policy, allowing this family to stay in Holland to become citizens of Holland. And the church meetings then stopped. Church We are the refuge of the people And please do remember That the church is a city of refuge for sinners Not a believer's club If you treat the church as your clubhouse Then this is wrong We have to repent The church exists It is for the people outside of this church, not for the people inside. So, go and make disciples of all nations. And so, the Lord Jesus said that you have to go and make disciples of all nations. And the last point All Christians, we are cities of refuge. You look at 1 Samuel 22, verses 1 to 2. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it they went down to him there all those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their commander about 400 men were with him when david was fleeing from saul the result was more and more people came to follow david at the start, he had 400 followers. Uh, but if you could take reading, it became 600. But these people who came to David were what kind of people? It was clearly stated in the Bible. These were people who were in distress. These were people who were in debt. And they were discontented. Simply speaking, People who have reached their dead ends. They did not know where to go anymore. And where will they go? They went to see David. and David became the city of uh, the place of refuge for a lot of people. Your church, do you, have you ever thought of this? <laughs> that you can be a place of refuge for another person. <laughs> Your family can be a place of refuge for another person. <laughs> it's not only the church because <laughs> yes, you are the church. You <laughs> are the place of refuge of other people. When the church had small group meetings, at the start, we uh, started organizing small groups because of a certain reason. When CBCP was just starting, we really thank God. We started with just 81 members, and it, slowly, it became 100. But you do you know when we were starting How many people were attending the prayer meeting? 60 to 70 people attended the prayer meeting. Imagine the prayer meeting. 70% of the members attended the prayer meeting. And our foundation was called coming from prayer, but you have this impression, that there was this certain time, that there was a lot of kidnapping happening in the Philippines, and so there were many parents who did not allow their children to go out in the evening, the attendance dropped to around 20 or 30. And I felt that there was something wrong. We have to do something. And when I prayed, suddenly an idea came to me. Since they cannot come, let's go to them. We thank God. There were seven families. And I spoke to these seven families. I said, Would it be fair? We start our prayer meetings in your houses. In uh, your house, your family members would attend. And then you invite the people who are living near you. (inaudible) And that was where we started our life group (inaudible) meetings. It started with seven families (inaudible) and combined, (inaudible) 100 (inaudible) people now. (inaudible) We thank God. These seven families have opened their houses so that people can come in. We thank God. One of them. I led that family. It is a family of Gilbert and Mary. And I can testify to one thing. After 20 years, This family has brought a lot of people to believe in the Lord. Because I myself baptized them. And, dear church, I would like you to understand a very important thing. Our lives should be a refuge to the other people. You should not only think on how you will live your life. But our lives are not for ourselves, it is for other people. And our deacon, Sister Glory, has already passed away. Uh, Yesterday was the first memorial service. When I heard the people giving their eulogies, I can only say one thing. This sister was a sister who lived for others. May God help us. He became she became the refuge to a lot of people. How about you? How about you? May the Lord help us. Our lives are very short. You should not, not only live for yourself, but let us learn to live for others. If we can help one person, then let's help that person. If we can save another person, then let's save that person. Because God has allowed us to stay in this world. So that we will have this opportunity and let us take precious of So that our lives will become the blessed refuge to others. And may the Lord help us. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank God. That through Joshua chapter 20. We have seen the truth about the city of refuge, and it is indeed unexpected that in this promised land, in a place where God has blessed, there are people who unintentionally kill others and in this world we are filled with a lot of unexplainable things but God has set us in this world so that we can become refuge, places of refuge for others so that we can help the people who are in need around, around us and may God help us so that we will assess our lives Are we living for ourselves or for others? How many people have we helped? May we not expect other people to help us or to be be taken care of by others but rather may we learn how to help others and take care of others instead. May God through this message Speak to all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.